All right, we are back with episode five. What's up, B? Not much. What's going on? Well, you know, we got a got a mock draft to go over today. You know, a few people talking. You know, got a couple clicks. People love their mock drafts. If you if you haven't seen it, you know it's up on lbhottake.com right now. It's a three round mock draft uh, post free agency. Yes. And uh, before we get into it, I want to thank Sonny from SZG Sports for giving us a shout out on his show. Um, he, he went over the first round uh, on his show the other day. So, you know, you guys go check him out. That's SZG Sports. You can catch him on YouTube. Also, shout out to Engraven. He showed us some love as well. Engraven Vids on YouTube. You know, those are two. Uh, they, they, they both cover Ravens, uh, mainly mainly Ravens material, but they cover other teams as well. So, right. yeah. Thanks for the shout out, guys. Okay. So, um, you want to hop into it? Yeah, just dive right into it. We're just going to go over the first round here. Uh, you can just go pick by pick and just discuss them a little bit. Um, pick one, obviously, we have the Bengals taking Joe Burrow. don't think that needs a whole lot of explanation. Um, you know, he's coming off one of the best seasons ever for a college quarterback, won the Heisman, won the national championship. And now for that, he gets to be a Bengal. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's pretty straightforward. You know, the, I don't think um, there's any, there's any, any, any real um, controversy to that pick or, you know, any variation to that. I think that's, that's pretty straightforward. They're, they're going Joe Burrow there. They need a quarterback. Yeah. Andy Dalton's still on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's just going to serve as, as a backup this year, kind of like a mentor, and then they'll move on from him. Right. You know, there, there's some talk that Miami is trying to trade up to number one. You know, they've got three first-round picks. I mean, personally, if I'm the Bengals, I, I take all three of those first-round picks and, and wave goodbye to Joe. But Absolutely. I, I, don't, I don't think they're going to do it. No, no. So that pick will be Joe Burrow. All right, number two, the Redskins. They are picking Chase Young. Yeah, I mean, there was you know, a little bit of intrigue with this pick for a while. You know, there was uh, talk about them maybe going with Tua. But again, I, I think that was just pre-draft chatter and, and you know, people just needing something to talk about. I, I think they stay put also and, and go with Chase Young. He's one of the best players in the draft. And, you know, they can pair him with uh, Montez Sweat, who they, they took last year in, in the first. Sure. And, you know, of course, there's always going to be chatter because I think every team is going to explore their options, even if they know, you know, we, we're pretty much set on this certain player. You know, you, you, you wouldn't be doing your job if you didn't do your due diligence and just look at, at the whole board. Right? right. So, I mean, yeah, Chase Young seems like the obvious pick there, but, you know, you need cornerbacks, too. Right. If you're Washington, Jeffrey yeah. Okuda could be appealing right there because, you do have Montez Sweat, right? You drafted Jonathan Allen before. You drafted Deron Payne. Your D-line... You'll have Ryan Kerrigan. You'll have Ryan Kerrigan. So your D-line looks like it's, it's coming together. They were already, what, top five in sacks last year. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe that's not a priority for them. Maybe they're, they're looking at it and saying, hey, you know, we, can, we can start to build a secondary now. Right, and they did lose Josh Norman. They, they, they traded their other starting corner. But they got, uh, they got Kendall Fuller back. So that I mean that's one piece, but they they still desperately need corners. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, personally, I I think Okuda would be a better pick, but I think they're going Chase Young. Yeah, I agree. 
I agree. And the fans really want Chase Young. Yeah. So, I mean, and, 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 you know, understandably so. He's a great, great player. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, that would not be a bad pick. So Chase Young for Washington. Next up, we got Detroit Lions. And we had them taking Jeffrey Okuda. Yeah, another, you know, kind of no-brainer pick there. He's easily, easily the top corner in the draft. And another team that, that needs help in their secondary. They're kind of going through a whole defensive transformation. So, yeah. I mean, they, they really just need to go with the, the best player available there. And that's Okuda. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they should also be looking for a quarterback, but that's for another day. Um, <laughs> next up, we have the New York Giants. And this is a, a surprise to some, but we had them taking Isaiah Simmons. I don't think that's a that's a surprise to people that know David Gettleman. Right. I mean, obviously, they need tackles. You know, yes. at, at least one starting tackle this year. But they're gonna they're gonna need to replace both their tackles moving forward very soon. Yeah. The thing with Gettleman is, you know, he's been a GM for two teams. He's he's run seven drafts. For all seven of those drafts, his his team needed a left tackle, and he's never taken one in the first round. He's right. never taken an offensive lineman in the first round. Right. Right. Um, uh, that's just that's just not his thing. And you know, to his credit, he's been able to address that in later rounds. Right. You know, he brought some some good O-linemen in in Carolina. You know, Andrew Norwell, Trey Turner, Taylor Moten, uh, you know, even to an extent, Darrell Williams. Um, and, and, you know, in his time in Carolina, you could argue that there wasn't really a tackle for them to take where they were picking. Right. You know, and most of the time that was true. I mean, they had the one year DJ Humphreys went one pick before them. Yeah. Um, but it really is just Dave Gettleman's philosophy because when he got to New York, uh, his first year there, they had the number two pick. Quentin Nelson was available. Mike McGlinchey was available. They were both top 10 picks, and he took Saquon Barkley. Yeah. You know? The following year, I mean, obviously, they, they they went and took the quarterback, Daniel Jones. But, you know, Jonah Williams was there, Andre Dillard, you know, Titus Howard. And, you know, even aside from the, the you know, having to take the quarterback at the top, they traded back in to the first round at the end. That's right. And they got, they got the corner Baker. And, right. Yeah. They still passed on offensive line. That's a good point. You know, Juwan Taylor was there, Cody Ford. I mean, even Greg little, if you wanted to take a chance on him, but no, he traded back in and he took a corner. Yeah. I think, I think he's shown that he's making defense a priority. He wants that defense to be good when he was in Carolina, you know, that's the side of the ball that he focused on. And he was able to do that because Cam was so dynamic on the offense but he put a lot of focus on defense. I mean, we had that one draft where you drafted three corners in a row. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he did a very similar thing with the Giants too, you know? Yeah. So he loves him some corners. Yeah. All right, so Isaiah Simmons for the Giants. Mm -hmm. Next up at number five, Miami Dolphins. And we had them taking Tua. I think that's, that's another um, obvious pick. Yeah, there's late talk about, you know, maybe they prefer Justin Herbert. Yeah. I think they're really just trying to keep people guessing. And I mean, they're doing a pretty good job of it. You know, yeah. they're, they're making offers for Burrow. They're talking about Herbert. I, I think they stay here and they, and they take Tua. I, I agree. This is, this is what they spent the season tanking for. Right. So I don't think they have any doubts about him. Yeah. Like you said, I think they're just throwing out smoke, smoke screens. So Tua will be the pick right there. Mm -hmm. Next up, number six. 
the Los Angeles Chargers. I got I gotta get used to saying Los Angeles. Yeah, I, I don't even I don't even bother. I just say Chargers. Yeah, I the Chargers. I'm not gonna get it right. You know, partly because I don't think they're gonna be in LA for for too long. Yeah, I don't know, man. They're gonna try and make it work. They're gonna try, but yeah, you know, I think it's gonna work. <laughs> yeah. So the Chargers, we got them taking Justin Herbert. Yeah, quarterback out of Oregon. This is, you know, I thought this was going to be their pick for a long time. This one I'm a little bit unsure of because I think really the move for them is to sign Cam. I agree. This pick on a left tackle. But, they're, they're, I mean, right now they're saying they're going to go with Tyrod. So, yeah, and I don't believe them. Yeah, I, I don't believe that either. But it's the, the question of are you going to, you know, go with a Cam or Jameis or, or trade for a Dalton or something like that, or if you're going to stay here and take Justin Herbert. Right. Going back to what we were just saying about them trying to make it work in L.A., you need stars to make it work in L.A. Yeah. And you already have somebody who was a previous MVP not too long ago in Cam mm-hmm. Newton. That's the move you want to make because if, if he could still pull it together, he's only, he's only 31 years old. So if he's, if he's still healthy, which we believe he is, mm-hmm. he, can, he can you know still play at a high level you have an instant star right there and he'll be there for, for a while. So why burn your pick on a quarterback when you can have somebody that, that can give you that star power immediately, go get, get him a tackle since you just you know gave up your tackle, right. go, you know, go get a tackle, protect him, and win some games, try to try to be competitive. Yeah. So, you know, that, that, that could be where, where the, the, the draft kind of deviates from, you know, from what we have here, they could, they could go, Cam, or like you said, they could go Jameis. But for now, you know, what will pencil them in for, for Justin Herbert? Right. Which brings us to Carolina at pick seven. I think this pick would be Isaiah Simmons. But with him off the board, we're going to go ahead and try and protect Teddy Bridgewater a little bit since they lost both starting guards. And we're going to take Tristan Wirfs. You know, it could have been Beckton, It could have been Andrew Thomas. But the thing about Wirfs is... You know, you think he can play guard and tackle. Right now they've got Russell Okung, who's playing the left tackle spot. And so, you know, Wurfs can can slide into one of those guard spots, right? Yeah. You know, the talk is that they're going to move Greg Little to the interior as well. But if you have Wurfs and Little, then, you know, you can leave Moten at right tackle. And, and you know, once you move on from Russell Okung in a year, either Little or Wurfs can kick back outside the left tackle. Yeah, I, I think that's a good pick for them. Like you said, they stripped down the team to, you know, to to pretty much nothing. So when you're building the team back up, you want to build from the line out. That's my philosophy. Build from the line out. Now they do. You know, when I say strip down to nothing, they, they don't have nothing on offense. They they, you know, they went and got Robbie Anderson. They have other wide receivers. You know, they have Christian McCaffrey. So they're not working with nothing. So you build that O line. They can they can be competitive, right? On offense, on offense, <laughs> on offense. Not, not so much on defense. Yeah, and that that make it even even more interesting if they do go O line and really show up that O line. They'll put up points. Yeah, they'll put up points. They'll give up a lot of points, but they'll put up points. That's going to be interesting to watch this year. Yeah, they'll be one of the most exciting teams in the league to watch, who will finish with a sub five hundred record. <laughs> All right, moving on to number eight, 
the Arizona Cardinals. Now, in our first mock draft, we had them taking a wide receiver. Yeah, this is disgusting. They, yeah. they're, they're not taking wide receiver anymore because they, they stole DeAndre Hopkins from the city of Houston. For a second-round pick. And David Johnson. And David Johnson. Yeah, so. Whew, yeah. Yeah, so now we have them taking Mekhi Becton, tackle out of, out of Louisville. And again, you know, you, they're just – you're doing what you're supposed to do. You got your quarterback, and now you're getting them weapons and you're protecting them. Right. And, I mean, Makai Becton is just a, a massive, massive person. Right? Yeah. Uh, he's huge. He's really, really strong. He's, he's a pretty good athlete. And, you know, they can just stick left yeah. tackle, and he'll watch. He'll, he'll be protecting Kyler for years. Yeah. So, I think that's pretty straightforward. I think that's, that's a good pick for them. Moving on to number nine, Jacksonville Jaguars taking Derek Brown. This is a, a team that, I mean, they, they kind of need everything, but also the assumption is that they're not trying to win too many games in 2020. Otherwise, why would they, you know, they, they would need to be going after a quarterback here. Yeah. Um, but I think they really are going to stick with Gardner Minshew because Gardner Minshew gives them the worst chance to win. They also had one of the worst deep run defenses in the league last year. And so they can, they can add a player like Derek Brown, a really good prospect who can help out in that area, but not help them win games. Right. Yeah. And, you know, they just lost Calais Campbell, mm-hmm. but they, they lost a lot of players on defense. Well, so yeah, really, they're about to you can be, lose Yannick. They're about to lose, lose Yannick. So this, this pick could go towards, towards D-line. It could also be a corner. You know, and they have multiple picks. They could also trade up to try to get Okuda. Right. So, okay, number nine, Derek Brown. Now we're on to number 10, Cleveland Browns, and we had them taking a, a, a tackle, Andrew Thomas from Georgia. Yeah, I mean, he will be, uh, you know, just sliding right into that left tackle spot uh, since the Browns' previous left tackle went narcos and probably won't <laughs> be back in the NFL. That's uh, right. That's you right. Know, Andrew Thomas is another guy who's – you know, he, he he can step in and start immediately. He's a, a good pass protector, good in the run game. And, I mean, they just keep keep on building and building and building around Baker. They've got a lot of talent on the team. And it's really, at this point, just going to be down to whether or not he can step up. Yeah. So, I, I think they have to. I mean, um, too much of a deal was made about the O-line last year as the, as the reason being why you know, they didn't – you know, well, were they underachieved, right? Why Baker had a step back, you know, because you know, the O-line couldn't block. So mm-hmm. I think they're going to address that with the first pick as they should. And Andrew Thomas is a good tackle. Yeah. So that's a good pick for them. All right. Number 11, the New York Jets. We had them taking a tackle, Jedrick Wills from Alabama. Yeah. Uh, that's another pick that could really go anywhere. I mean, they desperately need receivers. Yes. Uh, I mean, they're they're one season away from needing a quarterback. And, um, <laughs> I like Sam Darnold. Man. It's not going well so far. Yeah. Obviously, they, they also need help on defense. But I, I think they really dedicated themselves this offseason so far to reshaping the O-line. They brought in three interior linemen. One of them was the former Panther, Greg Van Roten. Um, they were going for Jack Conklin, but they didn't get him, right? So they've got George Fant as their, really their only 
starting tackle. Right. So they, they need they need somebody to come in and, and fill the other side. Right. I also wouldn't be surprised if they went defense. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if you look at it, they tried to trade Jamal Adams. I think they're still trying to trade him. So right. safety, you know, that could happen there. Mm-hmm. You know, they uh you, you know, they signed CJ Mosley last year, but Adam Gase immediately came out and said, you know, he thought they paid too much for him. So right. I could see them trying to replace trying to replace him early on. You know, I, you know Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons would be gone, but you got Kenneth Murray and Patrick Queen, which would be too high right there. But Yeah, maybe a spot where they could look to move back. Yeah. Or, or even taking a guy like Chase on. Right. Uh, I mean, like, like they're a really bad team. Like, yeah. they, can, they can improve their team pretty much anywhere with that pick. Yeah. So it's a matter of what, the, what do they prior, prioritize first. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, tackle would be a good good starting point for them. Number 12, we have the Las Vegas Raiders. That's another team we're going to have to get used to saying Las Vegas. Yeah. So we have them taking the first wide receiver off the board, and it's going to be Henry Ruggs III out of Alabama. And really, the only reason it's Ruggs versus Lamb or Judy is speed. Yeah. And that's something that, you know, the Raiders don't really have any – truly explosive players on offense you know i mean tyrell williams is a good receiver hunter renfro you know he's a decent player uh waller is a good player josh jacobs had a, had a great rookie season but rugs brings a whole different dimension to their offense that they just don't have right now right you know and again that this could be any one of the wide receivers but we're just going with rugs because of the speed so mm-hmm. And they have some other picks too this round, right? Or they have one other pick this round, I yeah. believe. So going to 13, the San Francisco 49ers who traded DeForest Buckner to get this pick. We had them taking the next wide receiver, C.D. Lamb, wide receiver out, out of uh, Oklahoma. Right. Uh, and like I said, they, they traded DeForest Buckner to the Colts to get this pick. So, I mean, obviously – they could go D-line and try and replace DeForest Buckner. But I think that they they were so aggressive in trying to move up because they want to upgrade the ta- talent on offense. Yeah. Um, you know, you have Kyle Shanahan, who's, you know, this offensive wizard. You know, I mean, they're out there putting up points with Raheem Mostert and, and you know, not a whole lot of talent at wide receiver. You know, they let Emmanuel Sanders walk, and I think they just really want to upgrade the skill positions there. And C.D. Lamb, uh, probably the best in the in the in the class after the catch. Yeah, yeah. So C.D. Lamb's the pick there. Going to fourteen, Tampa Bay. We had them taking Cesar Ruiz, the center from Michigan. Yeah, you know this pick's really just about one thing. And that's protecting Tom Brady. Exactly. Um, you could argue they have bigger needs, but you know you signed a forty-two-year-old quarterback for 50 million fully guaranteed dollars and you better make sure that he's upright. Exactly. I, I, don't, I don't think there's much more to it than that. You know, you got to protect Brady. He's used to having max protection when he, when he drops back, you know, cause if, if there's any pressure, you, you're getting a, a completely different Brady out there. Well, yeah. I mean, if there's a, if there's even a hint of pressure, the ball's going in the dirt. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Cesar Ruiz, Center, yeah, yeah. Keep Brady upright. So, 
On to number 15, Denver Broncos. We had them taking C.J. Henderson, the cornerback from Florida. Mm-hmm. And, again, this is just another pick. They, they lost Chris Harris in free agency, and they can step right in and, and replace him immediately. I mean, he's not going to be as good as Chris Harris from day one, no. obviously. But he's a really high-potential player. Um, you know, they could go wide receiver here as well. But I think they've they already found their number one guy in Cortland Sutton. Yeah. Uh, they have a couple of younger players there, like Deshaun Hamilton, even Jawan Winfrey. Jawan Winfrey, yeah. But they have Philip Lindsay. They just signed Melvin Gordon. And I'm blanking on the Oregon running back's name now. Uh, what was it? I forget his name now, too. The third, the third round pick out of Oregon a couple of years ago. But the, the point is they have, they have three capable running backs there. Uh, I think they'll they'll use this pick to address the defense. Yeah, they could also go edge rusher there too, right? Mm-hmm. Von Miller's getting a little bit older. I'm not sure what how many years he has left on his deal, but they may be looking to move on from him pretty soon. So edge rusher is, is, is something they can go right there. But we'll give them a, a cornerback for now. Now going on Royce to the Freeman. There it is. Uh, I'm sorry. Right now, Royce, Royce Freeman. Freeman. Yes, right yes. Royce Freeman. No, yeah, yeah you're right. I was no, thinking Royce. Uh, Von Miller's getting a little older. Bradley Chubb's coming off a torn ACL. So, I mean, you know, that that's another possibility. Um, yeah, that's right. I forgot about Bradley Chubb's injury. Yeah, so. I'm sticking with C.J. Henderson there, though. Yeah, yeah. Now, 16, we have the Falcons taking an edge. Uh, Chase on. How do you say his first name? K-Levon? K-Levon. K-Levon? Yeah. K-Levon Chason, the edge from, from LSU. So... You know, another guy with a ton of potential, good athlete. He he himself is coming off of a, a major injury a couple of years ago, but second best edge in this class. And the Falcons desperately need to find ways to get pressure. Um, Tag McKinley hasn't been great. No. They just let go of Vic Beasley. They signed Dante Fowler. Uh, so that's a start. You know, and they have Grady Jarrett, obviously, who, who's great inside. Yeah. But yeah. They don't have anybody right now on that other on the other, the other edge, and that's where Chase On will come in. Okay, going on to the seventeen Dallas Cowboys, and we had them taking Christian Fulton, cornerback from LSU. I think that's pretty obvious, right? I mean, they just let uh, Byron Jones walk, right? And you know, they they also let Robert Quinn walk, but there's no other edge really worth taking here. Plus, they just signed Alden Smith, who I just saw is, you know, up to, they said, 287 pounds now. Ooh. Mm. Well, no, no, not not ballooned up to. Jay Glazer's been training him. He said he's rocked up. That's oh, what, okay. That's what Jay said. He's all all muscle. He said he's ready to go. Hey, one thing about Alden Smith, he always had the talent. Yeah. Right. So, it, you know, and, and how, he's not he's not that old, is he? No, he's going to be 31 by the start of the season. It it, it seems crazy. Cause, I mean, he hasn't played in four years, but right. he he you know he got out early. Yeah, that that's that's a, a good chance to take you know right there because yeah. if 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 he has his head together, he'll be a force. Yeah, you know, like I said, the the talent is, is still there. I believe, you know, it's just a matter of getting into football shape, which he will. Yeah, you know, uh, if he can just keep keep it all together, yeah, he could still be a problem. Mm-hmm. So yeah, cornerback for for the Cowboys at seventeen, going on to eighteen, got the Dolphins' second pick, 
and we had them taking the safety, Grant Delpit, out of LSU. There are a lot of LSU players going in the first yeah. round, man. That, that, I mean, that team was stacked. Everybody loves a winner, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, th- this pick could also go to the O-line. I, I just kind of felt like there wasn't a, a great value there. Um, right. Grant Delpit had a, had a down year this past year, but, I mean, he was he was one of the top players in the country in 2018. And I, I think it's a you know he played this season hurt a lot. So I think it's it's a pretty good bet for a bounce back. Yeah, yeah. And they just traded their safety last year, the Dolphins. Yeah, Fitzpatrick. Yeah. So I mean, they, you know, the starting safeties right now aren't looking too great. So I think safety with the second pick, that that's a good move for them. Mm-hmm. All right, going on to nineteen, we had the Raiders' second pick in the first round, and that's going to be. Cornerback out of TCU, Jeff Gladney. Yeah, I mean they're they're another team that, I mean they really are are, are just needing to almost completely rebuild the defense. There, you know, it's, it's a it's a process they started last year. You know, they brought in uh, Farrell in the top five. They drafted Jonathan Abram, who missed the you know missed this uh this past season, but he'll be back. Uh, they just signed Corey Littleton. And, you know, this is just another another step in that road. Okay. All right. Now, the first trade that we have on here, now we, we think there'll probably be some more trades. That's just how the NFL works. But for the purposes of this mock draft, we have the Baltimore Ravens, Ravens trading up to 20 and taking Jerry Judy, wide receiver from Alabama. And we had them giving up a third and a fourth to make this move. Yeah, Along with uh, with pick twenty eight, yeah, uh, right. You know, there's a good chance that Judy will be gone before this pick. Um, it's it really is just a matter of how each individual team has their board stacked, because you know, I mean that that that's the way it goes every single year. There's always a few players who who fall farther than you think. We had the Cardinals taking a wide receiver before. We identified a few other teams that could take wide receiver and just ultimately went to, you know, went in a different direction. For Baltimore, I mean, this this would be a dream come true, you know, to be able to move up and grab Jerry Judy. I mean, who I think is the the, the best wide receiver in the class. You know, there's not not very many holes in his game. Great route runner, you know, good hands, and would be a very reliable target for Lamar, which is is something they they need to add. Yeah. And, you know, some people will look at this and say, man, 20, that's that's too far for Jay Judy to fall. And that may be the case. But even still, if if we're looking at, you know, 15, 16, somewhere in that area, I could still see the Ravens trading up to get them. We, we have the capital to move up. You know, in this scenario, the Ravens only had to give up a third and a fourth plus their 28 pick to move up to 20. They also have an extra second round pick that they can give up. And some people might say that's, that's too much, but those are extra picks. We can give up. We can give up our 28th pick, second, third pick, even at fourth if we need to, to move up wherever we need to to get one of these wide receivers. And we'll still have a second, third, fourth round picks. So to me, it's worth it. Um, right. I know some people will say we'll value, you know, uh, we can't focus too much on draft value. We have to focus on talent. You know, if we can get somebody as talented as Judy or Ruggs or CD Lamb, you got to do it because they are a level above the other wide receivers in this draft. Right. And, and really the, the reason that it, it 
uh, happened at 20 rather than sooner was 20 uh, was the first pick where I looked around and I was just like, hey, you know, there's not really a, a, a great pick here for Jacksonville. Right. Uh, every other, you know, the other teams prior to this, I, I found a player that said, hey, you know, th- this would be a good spot for them to go. Got to Jacksonville and it was just, why not move back and, and grab some extra picks and, and really get on the road to rebuild in that team? Sure. Sure. All right. Moving on to 21, Philadelphia Eagles. And they're, they're another team. I mean, they, they might trade up, right? Because they need help at wide receiver. But right now we have them staying where they're at and taking the wide receiver. Denzel Mims, wide, you know, the wide receiver from Baylor. Yeah, they're, you know, right now, Philadelphia's wide receiver core on paper looks okay. You know, they got Alshon Jeffrey, they got Deshaun Jackson. They just drafted uh, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Yeah. The problem is you can never depend on Jeffrey or Jackson being available. True. Uh, that, that's what happened to them last year. I mean, they were down into their eighth, ninth receivers. Yeah. Know? Greg Ward was was their number one receiver at one point. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they really need to add. It, it's a tough thing because, you know, you can't predict injuries. But they they need to just get some more talent in there and, and basically hope it doesn't happen again. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, Jeffrey and, and Jackson, I think, will be moving on soon anyway. Yeah. So they're going to have to start rebuilding that, that, that unit. And they, and they lost Aguilar, too. Yeah, I wouldn't say they lost him. Um, <laughs> they, he, is, he is not there anymore. That is correct. Yeah. Um, he, he signed with uh, the Raiders for, I believe, a minimum deal. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of Denzel Mims, but, you know, his, his stock has been rising and rising and rising. Everybody loved him since the combine. Yeah. So, you know, I think they, they might take a shot on him there. Yeah, he's another one. He ran a fast 40 time. Didn't he run a sub 4-4? Uh, I believe so. Uh, I mean, he I think he, he tested well just kind of around – across the board yeah look man 40 times will change the hearts and minds of, yeah. of uh, <laughs> the, the most professional out there mm-hmm. so yeah Denzel Mims is definitely I, I think he's gonna be a first rounder so I, I see the Eagles taking them there yeah now going on to 22 another team that is in need of a wide receiver Minnesota Vikings and we had them taking Justin Jefferson from LSU yeah I mean they they need wide receiver. They really really need corner. Uh, they they lost both their starting corners in free agency. Mm. They they need another edge rusher. They they let Everson Griffin go, uh, and their backup edge uh, Weatherly signed in Carolina. Oh lord, yeah. But you know you you got rid of Stephon Diggs, and you don't really want to have Adam Thielen being the only uh, weapon in the in your pass game. Right. Right. So, yeah, wide receiver, we have them taking with the, with the 22nd pick. Going to 23, the New England Patriots, and we have them taking their quarterback of the future, Jordan Love. Yeah, this is another situation similar to the Chargers where we really just don't know what their plan is at quarterback. So Jordan Love is here. You know, he had a great 2018, horrible, horrible 2019 yeah. And it's really just a matter of which which uh which tape you believe, you know. I don't think he's gonna be particularly good, but you know, I mean that there are some people who, who love Jordan Love. 
and and that might be the Patriots. Yeah. All right. Moving on to 24, New Orleans Saints. We had them taking Patrick Queen, linebacker from LSU. Yeah, another another Tiger. You know, he gets to stay home right now on defense. Their their middle linebacker situation is Kiko Alonso, who just tore his ACL for the third time. Yeah. They're saying, you know, he expects to be ready by week one. And even if he is, you know, you, you can you can have Patrick Queen work in behind him. And I mean he's he, he's just a really, really talented guy in, in, in coverage against the run, even rushing the passer a little bit. You know, so whether or not he comes in and starts immediately or you kind of work him in slowly behind Kiko Alonso, I think it's a, a great pick for the future for them. I think I think he would come in and be an instant starter. I, I think he's good enough to, to, to be that. So, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. And like you said, you know, hometown guy, uh, the fans would love that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on to 25, it's the Vikings up again. And this time we have them taking Xavier McKinney. Yeah. This easy. Uh, I actually didn't even list it here, but the safety from Alabama. Yep. Um, you know, they need corner. And we thought that they were going to let go of a couple of their safeties. They franchised Anthony Harris. And apparently they're looking to either work out a long-term deal or trade him. But I went ahead and Xavier McKinney here because he does have some experience playing corner as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's a versatile guy, you know, and, and that's really, they just need talent at this point in their secondary. Yeah. You know, even if they keep their safety, Harrison Smith is is 31. Anthony Harris is, I believe, 28, 29. Uh, so, I mean, they're going to be needing replacements soon. And right. again, like I said, he's a guy who can play safety and nickel for them. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're a team that has some some serious holes that they're going to need to fill. So, there's a couple directions they can go in. So, Xavier McKinney, I think that's the, the best value right there. Going on to 26, we had the Miami Dolphins. We had them taking the tackle, Josh Jones out of Houston. And, you know, Laramie Tunsil is not walking through the door. So, no. I mean, it, it is what it is. They lost their right tackle last year. They, you know, he went to Denver. They traded Laramie Tunsil. They just need help. Yeah. You, know? you, know, you got your quarterback now. You, you know, it's time to protect them. Yeah. They're, they're another team that kind of tore down the roster a little bit to, to make sure they got the quarterback that they wanted. And, you know, unlike Carolina, they got a lot of assets while they were doing that. So they can turn it around fairly quickly if they make the right picks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So going on to 27, Seattle Seahawks, and we got them taking Austin Jackson, tackle from USC. And this might seem like a bit of a reach, but man, like, mm-hmm. when are you going to, when are you going to protect Russell Wilson? You know, at, at some point you got to do it. Well, yeah, and, and uh, you know, like we mentioned before, they lost George Fant to the Jets. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne Brown is over 30. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be there forever. Like, it's time to really commit to protecting Russell. He is the team. What did they get last year? Uh, last year, I, I'll keep wanting to say Rashad Penny, but that wasn't last year. That was the year before, right? Yeah. Um, <sighs> Hang on one. I know they got DK Metcalf in the second round. Right. They got LJ Collier. Uh, oh, that's right. <laughs> I, and, and if you wonder why I would laugh, it's not because LJ Collier is a bad player or anything, but 
running up to the draft last year, we literally could not find uh, solid information on how old this guy was. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, inside joke, we call him Old Man Collier because we don't know how old he is. Risen, he's, he's, they're, they're drafting a 32-year-old edge in the first round. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like they're intentionally not getting – getting Russell any protection. I don't know. Well, maybe they, they, is at his best when he's got to run around and make something happen, right? Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they, they look at it that way. Like, man, we can't get him too comfortable in the pocket. We got to keep him moving. Because, I mean, Rashad Penny, that was the most egregious one. I mean. And not even starting. Not even starting. And I, and I feel like when they drafted him, they knew he wasn't going to start. They're just like, yeah, we're just not getting you a tackle. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> or not <laughs> so stop asking <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so going on to 28 jacksonville jaguars yader gross matos edge out of penn state and you know like like we said they they need some help on that d-line they need they, you know need some help up front on defensive front yeah th- this is a pick that's making the assumption that they move in Yonkwe. yeah um like I said, they could have taken him at 20, but why not move back and, and, and get some additional draft picks and still get, you know, the, the edge with a, a huge upside here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if he works out, you know, you, you have Josh Allen, who they drafted last year, who is a monster. Right. He is a monster. And, you know, if, if Gene Gross Matos could, could put it together. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, best case move. scenario, you have a terrifying pass rush for the next three years before both of them ask out. Yeah, you know, if 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 you if if you hit on these picks, if you if if you'll have Josh Allen, Yeah Gross Matos as your edge, you'll have Derek Brown, you know, as your as your D line or uh, your your interior lineman, that could be a very scary uh, you know, uh, uh front seven. Yeah. You know, so Yeah, Miles Jack is back there. I mean, yep. who knows uh what's going on with Telvin Smith. I mean, I assume he'll be he'll be back at some point. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see what's going on with him. Going on in 29, Tennessee Titans. And this will be a bit of a surprise to some people too. We got them taking Javon Kinlaw. Yeah, pretty big fall for Javon Kinlaw here. Um, just really didn't think it was a, a great fit anywhere prior to this. But, you know, Tennessee lucks out here. You know, they got rid of Jarrell Casey and they can draft Kinlaw and plug him right in there. Not great for Kinlaw, you know, going, you know, maybe 20 spots lower than, than he's expecting to. Yeah. But he'll be on a, you know, in a good organization. He'll be winning early on, most likely. And, I mean, hopefully for his sake, he'll, he'll you know, it'll, it'll help him earn on the back end. But yeah. it's a, a fantastic pick for Tennessee. Or, or you know, this, this could be where Derrick Brown falls and Kinlaw gets picked high. You know, you, you never know. It all depends on how these teams feel. Right. All right. Depends on how much you trust a Twitter video of Derek Brown doing the three cone drill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Untimed. <laughs> and edited. And shot from an angle where you couldn't see the cone. <laughs> All right. Going on to 30, Green Bay Packers. We had them taking LaVisca Chenault, wide receiver from Colorado. Yeah. I mean, they went out and they signed. Devin Funches, which leads us to them taking a wide receiver in the first round. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, Aaron Rodgers got to be just desperate for help, like just begging them to, 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 to get somebody for him to throw the ball to other than Devontae Adams. 
Yeah, um, you know, the the Packers are one of those teams that for for a while you looked at and said, man, like they always hit on wide receivers, right? They they draft a lot of wide receivers. Granted, it'd be you know later rounds, they, but they always draft wide receivers. But they always seem to get you know good production from the wide receivers. <clears throat> but it seems like their luck has run out, and now yeah. it's time to actually you know spend spend some some you know put put a put a higher investment in in wide receiver talent. So. I think they're going to go wide receiver in the first round for what was the last time they went wide receiver in the first round? Um, it's been a while. Like I'm, I'm thinking Javon Walker, maybe. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been a while. So yeah. this, it's going to be a first time in a, in a long time that they, that they invest in a wide receiver in the first round and LaVisca Chenault, uh, not the most polished uh, route runner, but after, after the catch, man, He's yeah. something great after the catch and he can line up anywhere. You know, he's yeah. got experience lining up at all, all three wide receiver spots. He's lined up in the backfield. So, I mean, you know, he's just really a, a weapon for them. They can put him wherever they want and you just got to figure out how to get the ball in his hands. Yeah. All right. Going on to 31 San Francisco 49ers with their second first round pick. Getting Noah uh, <laughs> big no good. I, I looked. I looked it up. I'm not confident enough to try it. He is the <laughs> corner from Auburn, though. So you can look that up yourself. Uh, that's a that's another spot where you know they've got Richard Sherman, they've got Jared, uh, Jason Barrett, you know a couple other of uh, a couple other vet corners, but it, it, it's time to start thinking about the future there. Right. Absolutely. You know, Sherman in particular probably got another year, maybe two. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, get somebody in there who can sit behind the guys that you have right now and, and, and develop until you need him on the field. Exactly. Cause like you said, Richard Sherman, maybe two more years, maybe. Right. And you don't want to have that big hole cause he's still playing at a high level. Right. Yeah. You don't want to go from having, having that spot you know short up to man we got this big hole how right. we feel it so get your cornerback now like you said that you, you can kind of ease him into that that spot and when sherman you know it's time time to move on you have this guy whose name i can't pronounce yes <laughs> and and if it's the right pick you will learn how to pronounce it so that's A- all absolutely F- football is great at teaching people uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> different names yeah. <laughs> All right, last pick of the first round, Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs, and we have them taking Kenneth Murray, linebacker from Oklahoma. Yeah, um, you know, they're not great at at the linebacker spot. They have uh, talent up front with Frank Clark, uh, Chris Jones, even uh, Passignon started to come on a little bit towards the, the end of the year. The back end, you got Juan Thornhill, who they, they just drafted, and you have, uh, you know, Honey Badger back there as well. Yeah, Tyron right? Matthew. They don't really have much going on at that linebacker spot. Kenneth Murray comes in there, great athlete, a guy who can fly around the field and just make plays for you because he doesn't really have to worry about, you know, being the, the centerpiece of the defense. Yeah. yeah. All right, so that's it for the first round. If you want to see some more, we have rounds two and three on our website. Go to lbhottake.com. 
and you just click on mock draft 2.0 and you can get the full three round mock draft there. And I, I just want to say, um, first of all, you know, mock drafts are fun. You, you know, you're just mm -hmm. guessing. Uh, nobody's great at this. You know, for some of these picks, you can look at it and say, oh, this person got picked too high or this person got picked too low. But the fact is, you don't know how these teams look at these players, especially now with everything that's going on. You know, you know, uh, workouts aren't 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 uh, being performed. You know, mm -hmm. teams that don't really get to sit down with any of these players and interview them. Uh, you, you know, that's that's going to hurt the draft stock for some of these, these guys. Yeah. I mean, there, there's talk out there right now that Andrew Thomas might be the second tackle from Georgia to be drafted. So, I mean, I, I think I think there's going to be quite a few surprises, you know, in the in the draft in a couple of weeks. And also, every year there are surprises. Every year, somebody drops that you feel like, man, I can't believe he dropped that far. I mean, DK Metcalf dropped to the second round last yeah. year. Everybody thought he was a sure thing for the first round. He had a, mm -hmm. he had a good good year at Ole Miss. He he had a, a great workout. You know, people you know were certain that he was going to be a first round pick. Dropped yeah. to the second round. Right. So you so you never know. You never know. But I think uh, some of these picks are gonna are gonna hold up. Now you know if you look at us taking the Jaguars ninth pick and and, and giving them Derek Brown. Yeah, that could very easily be Javon Kinlaw there. But I still think it's going to be a D lineman, right? Right. You know, um, and, and we had Javon Kinlaw fall into, what was it, 28th or 29th? 29th. 29th. That could be Derek Brown. I think the draft will, will fall something similar to that. It won't be 100% accurate, but I think the positions that we have these teams taking are going to – I think we're going to hit on a lot of those picks. Yeah. All right, that's everything that we need to cover. Go to lbhottake.com. Check out the rest of the draft. Follow us on Twitter. What's our Twitter hand, handle, B? Uh, that's at LBHT Podcast. LBHT Podcast. And we also have a Gmail account. What's the Gmail account? That's lbhtshow at gmail.com. All right. And thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to rate and review. Yes. Uh, Please give us five stars. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that's, yeah, I, I should have specified that. If your review will be lower than five stars, don't bother. I mean, it's a hassle. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't be that kind of petty. Right. <laughs> just, it's, it's just one more star. Just give us an extra star. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. That's it for episode five. We will see you in episode six.